0: All right, welcome back to the show, Money Grows on Trees podcast. My name's Lloyd Ross. This episode is titled 17 of Charlie Munger's best quotes, 17 of Charlie Munger's best quotes. What I've learned from Charlie Munger, 17 lessons from Charlie Munger, the late great Charlie Munger, who, if you don't know who he is, he recently passed away sadly at the age of 99, one month before his 100th birthday, but he was the longtime business partner of Warren Buffett. A, an investing legend, a business legend, a philosopher and, and and a thought leader. And what Warren Buffett said, this Bill Gates said has the, the widest um, the widest knowledge base of anyone he's ever met. and Warren Buffett said he's got the best 30-second brain ever. So he's everyone's favorite favorite uh, investing grandfather, I suppose you could say, Charlie Munger. And he had some amazing quotes, but some really great life lessons. His mentors were the the de- the ones who were passed away already and dead, but he learned a lot from Benjamin Franklin, which is why I'm reading Benjamin Franklin's autobiography at the moment. But it, very tried and true old school lessons that are so much more important today than they ever were, I think. And so I want to just share with you these 17 quotes and just explain to you if I can personally how I've used them in my life for my wealth and my money and and success in life and how you can do that too. So let's get straight into it. Um, Number one, a lot of people with a high IQ are terrible investors because they've got terrible temperaments. Okay, so it's people often think you have to be super smart to be a great investor. It's not about that. It's about having the right temperament, the right emotional IQ, and the ability to go against the grain and be a contrarian to the, the herd. And so it doesn't take high IQ to do that. There are lots of people who are super, super, super smart, but are terrible with money. <laughs> so it's all about actually having some EQ and being able to effectively manage your temperament in business relationships as well as investing, okay? So it's like what Abraham Lincoln used to do. I've done this lots of times where he's like, if someone annoyed him in in his daily you know, engagement in business and so forth. He would write a long letter, and he would never post it. He would just put it in a drawer because it made him feel better. But he would never let himself be led emotionally, and that's what Charlie's talking about. So don't make emotional decisions. This is why people suck at investing in stocks because they watch the price and they fall and they freak out and they sell and they're just they're just completely led by their emotions. Okay, so I've always tried to be in tune with my emotions, okay? Not not losing my cool, being thoughtful, understanding consequences, and just, you know, not letting my emotions get the better of me. It's it's a it's a it will always be a challenge for us. We all we're emotional beings. Okay. Number two, it's remarkable how much long term advantage people like us have gotten by trying to be consistently not stupid instead of trying to be very intelligent. This is one of my favorite quotes from Charlie Munger, because he actually flips it. He's he's famous for flipping problems on their head Y80 And working it out backwards. And so rather than try and be smart, try and be consistently not stupid. And I think I've tried to do this with my money and that's why I've not had massive wealth for my age. Um, Definitely way above average, but like in comparison, which is not what I'm here to do. But it's it's, it's, it's like trying not to be stupid is a better wealth move than trying to be smart. So it's strange, but... It's not about not taking risk either. It's hard hard concept to explain. But what I've tried to do is I've tried to avoid things that I don't understand well enough to get into. And I've also tried to learn from others' mistakes and not repeat them. And I think that's where I've tried not to be stupid and not take a lot of leverage and a lot of debt. And that's, yes, it could make me richer. And for sure it would have. But I've tried to not be stupid and it's got it's taken slower. But it's actually... It'll allow me to get rich once, and I think it's that's what he means by that, right? So that's what I've tried to do. Although he's he, he's a billion he was a billionaire, multi-billionaire. Okay, so I think that's a very wise lesson to take on board. Number three, we have three baskets for investing: yes, no, and too tough to understand. So too hard basket. A lot of people don't realize this, but Warren Buffett and Charlie will look at a hundred businesses to buy. Whether it be public companies to buy stocks in the public companies, or they'll buy companies outright, operating businesses outright, like they did with BNS and Railroad that they bought for 30 billion and precision cast parts that I think they bought for 20 odd billion. Um, but yeah. what, they, what they don't tell you is, and you learn this when you study these guys if they look at 100 stocks, w- one of them will be a no, like, no, I'm not doing that. One of them will be a yes, that looks good, that fits what we're looking for, let's invest. And 98 of them will be too hard to understand. And these guys are the brightest minds in the world when it comes to finance and investing ever. They're the best ever of all time. And they find that 98 out of 100 things they look at are not what they're looking for. It's too hard to understand. They're looking for sure things, things that are so remarkably easy to spot that it makes absolute sense. And then they'll bet big on it. And that's a great lesson to learn, okay? So if it's in the too hard basket for you, don't feel bad about it. It's just in the two hand basket. So put it away and go find something that's easier to get over. That's going to move your wealth a lot further and a lot faster. That's less effort, right? You don't get extra points for complexity when it comes to wealth. <laughs> you can write that down. You do not get extra points for complexity when it comes to wealth. Okay? Simple scales, complex fails. Number four, envy is a really stupid sin because it's the only one you could never possibly have any fun with. There's a lot of pain and no fun. Why would anyone want to get on that trolley? So... It's just a lesson in don't envy. Like, there's no point envying. It doesn't do anything. It's like um, drinking poison and expecting someone else to die. That's not going to work out, right? So, yes, it, it leads into the next one, which is why he says this, which is number five, which is the desire to get rich is pr- the desire to get rich pretty fast. Sorry, the desire to get rich fast is pretty dangerous, and that really gets people in a lot of trouble. They're so impatient for the Lamborghini to show off to people to create envy in others, which is what happens when you buy Lambos. You create envy in others. Um, particularly in Australia, I think too, because in America, they're a bit more like, yeah, go you. In Australia, they're like, you're a drug dealer, right? Yeah. It's just it's and you're not, but it's just the tall poppy syndrome in our country. So people are envious of your success generally in Australia than they are inspired by it. Um so there's a desire to get rich fast so we can, you know, it's an ego thing and that's okay. But it can be dangerous. So that's why get rich slow is, you know, get rich reasonably steadily is a way to go. So if you're trying to get rich quick, you can come unstuck. So it's okay that it's slow. It's supposed to be slow. Okay, Compounding is slow. It's just the nature of it. Number six, someone will always be getting richer and faster than you. This is not a tragedy. Yeah. You know, he's basically saying, look, don't be, so, don't have such a scarce mindset that um just because you're not making as much as others doesn't, doesn't mean anything. It's, There'll always be someone getting richer and f- doing it faster than, than you, and it's not. Don't worry about it. It's just like: Are you getting better? And are you happy? And are you content? And are you, you know, you are you proud of what you're achieving? Are you growing? It just doesn't matter because there are so many things that dictate someone's success and wealth. It's not all skill. Let me tell you, it's right time. Right background, right country, right place. Like Warren Buffett calls it the ovarian lottery. Like if we were all born in Bangladesh with no legs, like it's going to be way harder to get, like, come on. So we're all blessed if we're in a nice, you know, a sensible, safe country with political, you know, stability and, and healthcare and, and social security. And, you know, we grew up with a, a nice network of friends and felt Like that's all very blessed stuff. You cannot, you can't plan that. So you know, that does give you a huge advantage, right? So of course, there's going to be people with more advantages and even less that do better than you too. And sometimes challenge can be an advantage as well. So don't even worry about it. Okay. Let it go. Just as long as you're growing, that's the most important thing. Number seven, live within your income and save so that you can invest, which I love because the fact is when I was younger and I wasn't looking after my money, I heard Robert Kiyosaki once say, oh, live, live beyond your means, push the envelope. Da da da, da, da. I was like, oh, okay. And I got out, got out of control and I had too much credit card debt and I was living in a place I couldn't afford because I listened to that dumb piece of advice. And I learned quickly because I was only 23. I was like, I better, I better pull my socks up. And it, he learned this from Ben Franklin, look up for the pennies and the pounds will follow. So if you start making money, you have to still live within your income. Otherwise you're living outside your income and that all looks good. Yeah, you, know, you can buy the car. It all looks good, but it's not going to give you peace of mind and financial peace, and it's not going to give you enough cash to buy assets that will give you true freedom. And so the reality is that living with your new... When I live within my income, I have spare cash. I use the spare cash to buy assets. That's how we became millionaires, and that's how you can do it too. And so I think that's a great piece of advice, and I think it's a long-lost lesson. Of course, live with your new income. That's how you get savings. That's how you can buy assets, right? So number eight, it's waiting that helps you as an investor, and a lot of people just can't stand away. If you didn't get uh, the deferred gratification gene, you've got work. You've got to work very hard to overcome that. So it's in waiting and it's patience. Like I invested in a, a business two years ago, and it's just gone down. Like it's just patiently waiting for it to compound over time. You just got to be patient. It's not not a fast thing. I've started. Uh, I've I've turned around a business. And I've started two businesses successfully and they take like businesses take time. It takes a few years to get it going and then you've got to continue to manage and grow it, Right. Um, and even turnarounds take time. So investing takes time. Business takes time. Relationship take time. You know, most things worthwhile take a lot of time. And so you have to be patient. It's like the old saying, like, don't just stand there do something. It's the opposite. It's, don't just do something. Stand there. Understand that, you know, you're in this cocoon phase where it's not going to be like a butterfly every five minutes. There has to be a gestation period for success. And it's probably going to be a lot longer than you anticipate. Okay, so that's okay. Here we go. Number nine, we're partial to putting out large amounts of money where we don't have to make another decision. I love this. This really lends itself to the episode I did on chess versus checkers when it comes to money management and finance and wealth creation. So, Basically what Charlie and and Juan do is they wait for the right opportunity and then they bet big and decisively. So rather than you trying to make lots of little decisions and buy like, uh, and you see this all the time with people who've got 50 stocks in their portfolio, like got 50 stocks and they're buying and selling all the time. Uh, What I tend to do is I'll usually make one purchase a year. Um, Sometimes it's less. Sometimes it can be a little bit more depending on what's happening, but- I try and make one big, bold investment decision and then I'm the same. I don't want to make another decision after that. So it's like, you see this too when people jump around network marketing companies. I'm like, why are you, stay with one. It's one less big decision you have to make. When you start with a business, stay with it. When you start with an investment in an asset, stay with it. Just make one good quality decision and the asset will look after itself. Whereas most people are getting confused. They think the more active they are with their money, buying and selling and trading assets, buying and starting so many businesses, they think it's like the more active they are that the wealthier they get. And that's untrue. It's actually the opposite. So there, when you do spot an opportunity, big, swing big, right? Number 10, the big money is not in the buying and selling, but in the waiting, okay? Because compound interest will do all the heavy lifting when it comes to your money. Your assets will grow while you sleep. And that's all you have to do is wait. But people cannot wait. It's like that Pascal quote. All of man's problems stem from his inability, and women, their inability to sit quietly alone in a room. How about that? We're so eager for entertainment and engagement and attention and stuff that we're just, we're all addicts for it. Action addicts, drama addicts. And this addiction takes us away from the basics of wealth creation, which is to make a decisive decision to buy a great quality asset, whether it be investment or business, and be patient with it to grow in value. Okay, next one, number 11. Like the weather, I just ignore the weather. I just try to keep, try to invest whatever capital I have as best as I can and take the results as they fall. I just seize whatever opportunities I can and I hope I get my share. So he waits for an opportunity he understands, he then swings at it and then hopes that, you know, it falls into place, right? Yeah. Based on his due diligence and research and so forth. Number 12, spend each day trying to be a little wiser than you were when you woke up. Discharge your duties faithfully and well. Slug it out one inch at a time, day by day. And it reminds me of this other quote. Uh, I think it might've been Jim Rohn that said it. If you can't do big things, do small things well. If you can't do big things, do small things well. And this is what it's about. It's better. It. discharge your daily duties faithfully and well. Basically be useful and reliable. Slug it out and be a bit smarter every day by reading a little bit learning a bit each day, learning your lessons, going to bed and over a long period of time, the compound effect will catch up and your wealth will, will grow. Okay? So there you go. Number 13, that's what I've done too. You know, I've just slugged, I just know, I'm going to keep slugging it out. Just, it's just a daily process. Okay? Same as building muscle. I obviously learned this when I did bodybuilding and I'd go to the gym and I was like, you couldn't see the muscle being built and grow. You just had to trust the process and you had to get up. I, did, I was going to the gym twice a day. so 11 times a week training and really type diet and it was just like a it was just a monotony of it and it, i just knew it was going to work i trusted the process and this would be the same right number 13 acknowledging what you know well sorry acknowledging what you don't know is the dawning of wisdom so this is about staying in your circle of confidence like i know what i know and i know what i don't know so you know i the smarter you get the dumber you realize you are <laughs> and i think one thing i've learned is i'm like wow you know, like I shared this on another episode. All the lessons I learned from last year, and I was like, I should have just done an index fund. You know, I'd be richer, but I wouldn't be probably as fulfilled. But, but it's like there's there's wisdom comes from understanding your limits and just staying within your bounds and in your lane, and that's where wealth belongs. And I just Warren Buffett does that so well. He really does. He doesn't step outside his lane. And Charlie does that too. That's why he's got the quote. Here we go. Ready, number fourteen. There's no way that you can live an adequate life without many mistakes. In fact, one trick in life is to get so you can uh, is to get so you can handle mistakes. Failure to handle psychological denial is a common way for people to go broke. So, understanding you're going to make mistakes and that's okay. It's just like no one gets through life without making mistakes and lots of. In fact, I'll say go go to say this. Um, you, the more the, the faster you make basic mistakes, the faster you'll grow. And you'll also get very used to making errors. You know, there's things that aren't going to work out all the time. And I look at, I recently started playing a lot of chess on chess.com. I did an episode on that too. I think I spoke about it. But I look back at my initial games when I first started because I did not play chess for so long. And I look back and I played like 200 games in the first two weeks or something. And like I was furiously playing. And you look back on the, the record of it and it's like red, red, red. I lost a game. I lost a game. I was like red, lots of reds. Then it started to even out. There's like some reds, some greens. I won some games. I lost some games. And I started to see how it's being beat. I was learning. And then towards the end, I'm now winning this new league um, because I've got green, green. So I'm starting to win more games because I actually made the most stakes, the fastest, earliest, quickest. And that's how I've done things in business, investing, relationships. I mean, before when I was single, when I was you know younger, my late teens, early 20s and stuff, I was going out, like I was making lots of mistakes with, 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 with partner. Like I was, I was learning through kinesthetically learning, not what to do. And that's why I, I ended up marrying such an amazing person. Cause I was getting through the mistakes faster. And I think that's the lesson here. That's how I've applied it anyway, right? I'm okay with making mistakes because I'm a human, right? And you should be too. Number 15, the most important thing, we've only got two left after this, the most important thing is knowing where you are competent and where you aren't. The human mind tries to make you believe you are smarter than you are, rub your nose in your mistakes. Okay, so I've been, um, yeah, like, uh, I've told this before, right, I've I'm, I'm, pick stocks and I would have been wealthier with an index fund. So I know that's my limits and I should just do it, but... I think I enjoy the game so much that it doesn't, it's not about the money, right? Because I'm using my money to buy happiness, not using it to get extra money. Okay. So it's not like I need it. I just enjoy it. So I'll keep doing it. But I know my limits and I should be in an index. And that's where 99.9% of I should be, unless you're spending 60 to 70 hours a week, which I'm not, you know, understanding companies in detail and lots of them and, and, you know, doing it professionally. Probably shouldn't do it, but I just, I just love it. So, but yeah, I think that's the trick is questioning it. And then making, I've even said this to people in our money club, which is our Discord channel we have. And I've even said to them, you know, like if I can't beat the market in the next five years, I'm indexing. Simple as that, right? So it's like a little little game to play with myself to, to move back into my circle of competence. Um, we'll see though, because I think beating the market so far, not this year, because the NASDAQ went off its face, but I think we will this year and next year and the year after. So I think we'll be okay. But... If not, there you go. So I, th- I guess the lesson here is how I apply this to my life is, uh, you know, when you get successful, you think you're smarter in areas. Just be very aware. Just understand that you're not smart in and area, and, and if you do make mistakes, rub your, rub your nose in it so you get to learn the lesson and move on. Number 16, to get what you want, deserve what you want. Trust, success, and admiration are earned. It's such a simple idea. It's the golden rule, so to speak. You want to deliver to the world what you would buy if you were on the other end. So basically, don't sell what you wouldn't buy And of course, if you, to get what you want deserve what you want, right? So like with a spouse, people are like, oh, I can't find someone. I'm like, well, do you deserve someone? How are you as a person? Are you a person of value? Do you give? Do you have boundaries? Do you bring, you know, and like, what, what do you bring? What's in it for them? You know, what are they getting into? And if you're someone who's not reliable and not useful and all these things, then you know what? No one's probably going to want you. So like, well, if you want to be deserved, start acting that way and trust, success, and admiration to earn. So it takes effort. It takes patience. It takes working on yourself. So the best way to get success is to earn it. And the way to earn it is to do what most people don't, which is all those things. Discipline, success, you know, working when others are sleeping and, you know, that type of stuff. Okay. Number 17, last one. Remember that reputation and integrity are your most valuable assets and can be lost in a heartbeat. I think about this a lot. And... You know, the world of business and wealth creation, um, it's so important. Like people want to do business that they know, they like, and they trust. So if you have a, an issue with your reputation, it's like, well, I don't want to do business with that person. And it is important because as soon as you kind of like lose a bit of that, you lose opportunity. You know what I mean? And so you have to be very careful with it because you can lose it instantly. I mean, how many times have we heard of people lost instantly because of one really dumb decision? You know, um, and so success can be fleeting so fast, but it takes such a long time to build a reputation. So it's, it's one of those assets that you got to protect. And by reputation, I mean your integrity and your word. So when you say you're going to do something, do it. And if you're not going to do it, don't, you know, like, and we're not all perfect in that realm. And I get that, you know, it's not about being a boy scout 24. It's just about, you know, leading with your heart, with good intentions and doing what's right, even when no one's looking. If you do that, you'll be fine and you'll compound that reputation over time. It'll open up opportunities for you like you wouldn't believe. It's amazing. It gets more powerful as you go. Okay? So just be aware that they're the most important things. Okay? So uh, these have all been integral to my success for sure so far and certainly with wealth. And so I I wanted to give homage to to Charlie Munger because he did pass away. I haven't done an episode on it. So they're the 17 quotes. I love them. I think there are some zingers in there from him and how you can apply them to your life, you know? Because money, the money game, and you listen to this show, the reason why I do this podcast is because I want to impart the lessons I'm learning myself on the road to success and wealth to share them with you and give you the right character traits as well as money. Like, there are things, like there's simple steps you follow with money. And if you go back and watch the ep- listen to the episodes, you'll see the steps to follow, get your money in order. Great. But to get to the next level, it's like, what do I have to work on in myself? And you'll notice a lot of these Quotes are qualitative, it's about character traits and behavior and discipline. It's 80% of wealth is that. It's not about the numbers, okay? One is probably skill, which is numbers and analysis. The other is temperament and character traits and trust and behavior, right? So that's important to understand when it comes to your wealth. So start learning and applying those lessons to your life. And it's great to be able to listen to those types of quotes all the time. And so you can remember them, right? And some of you might think, oh, Lloyd said on the show, perfect. And that might trigger you into behaving accordingly. And the best way to live a great life is to write your eulogy right now and then live accordingly. Okay, so I hope that's been a valuable episode for you. Pomish um, to Charlie Munger, I love him. And uh, what a great life he had so we can learn so many lessons from him. So thanks for sharing the show. Thanks for leaving us a five-star review. You guys are legends. And of course, can't wait to deliver the next few episodes coming up, which is gonna be awesome. And that's pretty much it. Thanks so much. Appreciate you. You go have yourself a wealthy week and stay rich. Thanks for joining us this week on the Money Grows on Trees podcast. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, Money Grows on Trees, which you can find at LloydJRoss.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a review, and feel free to reach out to Lloyd on Instagram at LloydJamesRoss.